Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Desi Crime podcast. I'm Ashwarya, your host for this episode. And I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us, and more. To help the podcast out and to avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. Here we are back yet again with a segment where we share stories from our desi community our crazy horror crime obsessed desi community with stories that keep all of us up at night welcome to yet another episode of chai and chitti All right, you also for today's episode you have one and a half host. You have Ashwara in full and Aryan is kind of half there. <laughs> Let me explain to you guys what I see on my screen right now. I see a really sick looking Aryan with his eyes half open. Aryan, do you want to tell us what's up with you? <laughs> so, I was uh, equally looking forward to this episode, Ashwara. Yeah. Uh, apart from the fact that 2 hours before recording I fell really really sick um in and out of the bathroom puking and it's not because I had a lot to drink because I've been sober for a while now it is because of food poisoning I think so I am feeling very very shitty but because we love you guys I am here to record an episode I I remember one thing my mom used to tell me when I was a kid whenever we were sick she used to say I don't know if this is an urban myth but she used to tout this forever which was uh, watching television she said <laughs> is the best natural painkiller firstly television is a natural by any means but I I get what she's saying right it's a non medicated way to relieve pain so I'm hoping Ashwara the stories you tell today are yeah. painkillers for my plight I really really hope they are because Anyone who knows Aryan knows that he is really really doctor and medication averse. He has he has some problem with any <laughs> bodily intervention <laughs> to help him fix his disease or any problems he has. So our stories from today will kind of have to do that job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so with that I think let's move on to story number 1. Aryan is equally an audience member today. So I hope you all and Aryan enjoy this story. <laughs> The email reads, "Hi Aryan and Ashwara. I am S from Goa. My hunger for mystery and thrillers did bring me to your podcast, but little did I know that I would be so blown away with your content. It's not just the content you choose, but the way you present. And I like your jokes too." which makes so much of an impact on us listeners you Thank add God. a human touch <laughs> hands down my favorite crime podcast not going to take much of your time jumping straight into the story this is not my story but of my aunt's we can call her amy it's a made up name 
I've heard this story so many times from my grandma. It just gives me creeps every time. So, the story. Amy was a 5-year-old baby. Grandma with my granddad used to live in a riverside village in North Goa as a young married couple. One day as grandma was making her way back home from the local market, she suddenly stopped when Amy gave out a loud shout. It was a shriek like she saw a ghost and she just started staring at a big banyan tree in front of her. She did not talk even though grandma tried to shake her and make her talk. She stared at the tree for 10 minutes and started crying. Grandma consoled her and took her back home. Now I don't know if you all have felt this in the past but I personally find banyan trees to be terrifying and for some reason they form a common theme in in Bollywood horror movies in famous crimes like the Burari mass murder banyan trees seem to be the theme. Ashwara so I've heard a uh, purported explanations for this paranormal phenomena via okay. scientific explanations of all explanations. Um, but again, I might be completely wrong on this. Except that I've heard there's a process called CAM. It's I think crystallization acidic metabolism. I might be pronouncing it incorrectly. Where banyan trees produce an outsized amount of oxygen at night. So I don't know if ghosts love oxygen, but uh, <laughs> that might explain it. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know what. uh producing excess amounts of oxygen means for the tree but all i know is that i've lived in a lot of army cantonments and a lot of them had these creepy looking banyan trees and i don't know why i just remember so many of them had associated to them scary creepy stories again ashwara this information comes from the same person that told me television is a better substitute to painkillers <laughs> uh my mother okay, so take mom, it with yeah. several several shakers of salt noted noted but s from goa whose story we're currently reading might actually be appreciative of this information because it might help make sense of what happened to their aunt amy now amy was this young child she sees a banyan tree in front of her she's crying hysterically she's not moving she's staring at this tree the email continues grandma might have thought oh she's just a baby she might have gotten scared seeing something But that same night it was around 1 a.m. that grandma heard a faint crying in the room. She got up and saw Amy sitting at one corner of the room with messy hair crying. Grandma ran and tried to take Amy into her arms, but Amy wouldn't come. She started pulling grandma's hair and beating her up. After that day, every night Amy used to sit in the same corner and cry. It became a routine. Now we are talking about the 1960s. Not everyone had a lot of medical knowledge, but my granddad was working with the Portuguese government and then continued with the Indian government. He tried taking Amy to doctors, but nothing helped. Instead of playing and enjoying her life as a kid, Amy was a silent baby staring into nothing all the time. After that, they consulted the church. The father didn't know what was troubling the child. She used to beat up the church father whenever he tried to help her. It went on for many years and not sure when it stopped but when it did stop Amy started having hallucinations she had those till she died I remember her going into trance very often as a kid I used to get scared and run away for my life when she started to behave weirdly at a young age she gave up studies and became a medium people used to say she talked to spirits had psychic powers I saw a lot of them consulting her for various problems like séances. 
No one knows if she was once possessed as a kid which opened up a new portal to her talking to spirits and all or if she had a mental problem which had to be treated. That one incident changed her life. She struggled with convulsions all her life. She talked to herself sometimes. She was a very lonely person. I loved her and I feel some part of me, especially the affinity towards mystery and the unknown, is from her. No one knew what happened to her and nobody would ever. She expired 4 months ago with a brain tumor. I know this was a long story. I'm sorry. Just hope you felt something reading that. You're doing an awesome job. I always wait for your next episodes. Love, S. Again, what I appreciate about the person who wrote the story is uh, the the consideration of nuance, which is mm-hmm. you know there is a paranormal explanation, uh, but very well there is a scientific psychological explanation too. The mm-hmm. one thing that sort of makes it weird for me is that the community started treating her as a medium, so. you know if one that that kind of makes it more supernaturally i guess but um yeah freaking nonetheless i i doubt it's the extra oxygen doing this though <laughs> yeah i don't think it's the extra oxygen but i have to say this about mediums tarot card readers any of these sort of professions whenever i'm in the presence of someone who practices this actively as a professional and has done so for many years i feel a sort of energy around these people that I find hard to explain. I'm very skeptic. I don't really believe they're actually reading tarot cards and giving me an accurate assessment of my life. But in general, around people who claim to have these powers, I feel an energy might be completely psychological. We're just putting it out there. I I think energies uh, exist. They might be vibes, call them whatever you want to, right? But Yeah. I think you can conjure those kinds of I think you can conjure that aura by being somebody who creates a trusting environment. And so mm-hmm. that's not specific sure. to um these professions. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Call them professions, cough cough, but um uh I think even as an individual you can create a very comforting aura for an, for people around you and then they feel this energy that's positive where you want to talk, where you feel uh you don't feel judged. Right. No, I think that makes sense and that might actually be the explanation. And with that, let's move on to the next story. I sure I'm already feeling better. Good. Look at what we're doing to him, guys. Woohoo. <laughs> the email reads, "Hello, Arjan and Ashwarya. My name is C. I currently live in Boston. I'm a big fan of your show and started listening to Desi Crime almost a year ago. Being a true Desi Crime fan, I follow your show on Instagram, YouTube and Spotify to listen to all the new episodes and wait very eagerly for new episodes every week. My favorite one is the Burari one which made me stick to all the other episodes and I loved all of them. I listened to all of your episodes and talked with my friends about them which made my friends nominate me as a crazy super fan of Desi Crime. A super big fan of the Giant City series too. Hence, I have decided to share my experience slash story with you. I would be super thankful if you decided to pick my story in one of your Giant Chitti series. This is a true story. I still have goosebumps when I decide to write about it. The story starts in Miami, Florida, where my wife and I decided to visit on a trip from Boston with another couple, a very close friend of ours, in February in 2020. We had booked the Airbnb property which is located very close to the South Beach. This property had two bedrooms next to each other followed by a living room, a kitchen and washrooms. 
we reached the property very late in the night or early in the morning around 3:30 to 4 a.m. on the first day and we slept that day as we were very tired the second morning i started exploring the room and found that the room where i and my wife were sleeping had a lot of bibles kept and jesus cross on the wall we only found it in this bedroom and nowhere else in the property but this wasn't bringing any kind of attention to me as we had stayed in a lot of properties throughout the world and finding religious material in places like these were very common yeah something which was kind of a cultural shock in some sense who was staying in hotels across us and there's like a bible in every drawer and the more yep. secular a place you go to so for example if it's michigan right which is you know pretty white pretty trump countryesque the hotels will mm-hmm. usually just have a bible but if you go to a hotel in new york i've seen a bible a quran and i think <laughs> uh, the torah or something so yeah it, it's pretty common to have religious material in hotels abroad Right no I definitely agree so when this writer says that it kind of stood out to them but nothing super super yeah. weird I completely understand The email continues However that night I started having a weird feeling of someone being in the room apart from my wife and me but I kind of ignored it we started playing some games with our friends and spent some time planning for the remaining 3 days of our stay This also included a road trip to the Key West Islands a must do activity The third night we all slept and that's when I started to have weird feelings again. Suddenly at around 3 a.m. when I opened my eyes, I saw someone standing right next to me and watching my face very closely. I started screaming very loudly at the top of my voice. I was trying to move my body but was frozen completely for some reason and my wife started counseling me. We turned on the lights to see which is when I gained my consciousness. and i noticed my wife was super scared to see the look on my face we both started praying and my wife opened youtube to put some bhajans after one or two minutes one of our friends from the other room came to our room to check if everything was all right to which we said yes and made her go back to sleep Ishwara, have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? I have not, and I am someone with notoriously bad dreams. I do not have a good dream ever. It's usually always nightmares, but thankfully, they have never been sleep paralysis dreams. Have you? Ishwara, I've had sleep paralysis. I think on three occasions. Oh wow! Okay. One of them was very similar to what this guy is describing, uh, in the hmm. sense that. I I vividly remember. You remember the I don't know if you follow football or soccer for our American listeners, but <laughs> the 2012 FIFA 2012 or 16 the 2012 Brazil World Cup. Um and the semi-final where Brazil w- loses 7-1 to Germany in Rio. So it was, you know, it was a disaster for Brazil. It was very embarrassing. They lost 7-1. That's a big margin and soccer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember watching that game. I was up until 12:01. Um nobody else watched it. And then I went to sleep. And Ashwara, I remember right before I fell asleep, I couldn't move my body. And I freaked out. Like I was in a half conscious state. Jesus. Trying Christ. to shout for my mom, but my mouth wasn't moving and my hands were just lifted up in the air. and i could see forests and trees What? and thunder and i was trying to shout but i just couldn't i i couldn't shout and that's one of the scariest sleep paralysis i've had 
yeah that sounds terrifying i've actually been really thankful that with my kind of dreams i have never had sleep paralysis mm. fingers crossed But this email continues. The next day I asked my wife, "Why were you scared? Did you also notice something weird or was it because of my screaming?" She said, "No, it was because of the look she saw on my face. Both of my eyes were wide open, filled with tears, and I was screaming by seeing something in the ceiling." And then she asked me what had happened, and I explained to her seeing someone and having this weird feeling only in that room. to which my other friends started laughing and they all made fun of me the whole day for having some weird scary dreams i warned them that guys let's not make fun of anything we don't know but i was very clear and told them that if you're staying on this property i will certainly not be going to sleep in that room that day our friend's husband had also planned to go back to boston due to work which made only 3 of us stay in the same property we had one last day left and decided to continue staying My wife and I told our friend to let us all sleep in the room where she and her husband were staying so far, but she said no. She said she doesn't mind sleeping in our room and we should both rest as we had trouble sleeping the other night. My wife and I were very adamant and kept pushing her to stay away from that room. She denied all our requests and went to sleep in that room where we stayed last night. Around almost the same time, she came running back to our room and woke us up. She said she had had the same feeling. We gave her water and made her sleep in our room. All three of us were so scared that we didn't even go to the washroom as to go to the washroom we had to pass that room. The next day we asked her what had happened and she explained the same thing I had experienced. Somebody was watching her very closely and she was unable to move, scream or do anything to alert us even after trying really hard. After 5 minutes there was a release when she was able to move and she came running to our room. The next day upon checking out we felt super safe. I searched about any past related to that room on the internet but couldn't find anything. But I have a super strong feeling that something bad happened there. This is my story. Thank you for all your stories. Love you both and wish you all the very best to Desi Crime. Uh, I think this is sleep paralysis Ashwara. to two people in one specific room i think that's a little too much i'm not convinced there's a word for that it's called a coincidence but i think nah. sleep paralysis explains this so much better than spirits that hang around you and freeze you for 5 minutes but then let you go i don't think sleep paralysis is that common a phenomena where i could explain such an eerie coincidence it is a pretty common phenomena not common enough in my opinion please please This call me scary. please call me the day you experience sleep paralysis for the first time <laughs> okay. and let's revisit the story and i'm sure right. you would change your mind okay will do all right ashwara i'm gradually feeling better although truth be told i am super sick i just want to <laughs> puke my guts out but this helps so take us to the third story all right let's start This email reads, "Hey Aran and Ashwara, this is A from Pune. I've been listening to your podcast since the lockdown and oh my god, I am hooked to it. Every time I travel from one place to another, I always listen to your podcast. This is the story of when I was 14 years old. Me and my family were on a trip to the Konkan region in Maharashtra, which we often visited. We were staying in a hotel near the beach, which was a 5-minute walk away." 
my sister and i both were excited as we were going to get our own separate rooms by the way can completely relate to this usually our parents always make us stay with our siblings but that first year that they let us have separate rooms it's the so best. true so true there is no independence that matches that the email continues as usual we visited the beach we were playing in the water and we were very tired We had some dinner after that we played some cards with my mom and dad and then went to sleep In the middle of the night I was woken up with the sound of someone constantly knocking on the door At first instinct I thought my parents are knocking on the door so I quickly went to open the door but no one was there Then I went back to sleep Then I was again woken up with the sound of someone knocking on the door But this time I decided to look through the window which was just beside the door first and then open the door. When I looked through the window there was a man who was quite tall and was wearing a suit which was wet. There was water dripping from his clothes. It seemed like he came from the beach. It was not safe for me to open the door for a stranger so I called my dad and told him to check and see if that man wanted something as he was knocking the door of the room. My dad came out immediately but there was no one outside my room and there was no water which I saw dripping from his clothes everything was dry my dad tried looking around but no one was there we decided to ask the owner of the hotel the next day and he told us that the previous owner of the hotel had committed suicide a few years ago by drowning in the water And so now people believe that he often knocks on the doors to ask customers for a review of the hotel. Wow. Just like he did when he was alive. We quickly packed our bags and were out of that hotel in a few minutes. I don't know if this is a haunted or just a spooky story, but it was a very weird experience and I still have chills all over my body when I'm telling you this. I hope you read my story. Lots of love. A I mean it's nice to know that the hotel owner was still uh, care caring of the consumer and there to right. ask about reviews right you know what what worries me is what the ghost would have done if he received a negative review thankfully it is not our podcast listener who had to know that <laughs> yeah they came out of that crazy sounding hotel safe and sound but that sounds terrifying to me actually like jokes aside It's kind of scary. That's kind of scary. That those those Watching are kind of man outside your door in wet dripping clothes and then nothing. That's terrifying. But just to ask for a hotel review, Ashwara, he was he was yeah, uh he was heavenly heavenly yelp. That's what <laughs> he was. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And with that guys, we come to an end. to this giant tea let's all wish aran a very speedy recovery and we hope yeah. that our stories helped i hope if any of y'all are sick or trying to fall asleep or getting bored it was <laughs> these stories that cured it for you we really really look forward to seeing you in next week's episode which is part 2 of the princess latifa uh i don't know about the stay safe bit um cuz you know i am not safe and healthy at the moment but stay crazy and stay desi